0: hello everyone and welcome to episode 18 of the oh, adventures of novice podcast the crap that's a lot but i'm just impressed that's a
1: lot oh yeah yeah
0: it's
1: pretty I, dope I don't, mm-hmm. I don't i don't i don't need the milestones so i'm not a milestone guy it's not like yeah 20s and 25s and all yeah. these things uh, so I don't
2: know. our yeah. podcast can now vote
1: yes <laughs> yeah. and
0: have sex Yep. what a ride episode 17 was a ton of fun role-playing i finally got to do my fight club thank you travis and what do you know the smoke has cleared a week later and we are ready to rock remember we have socials in the notes and love hearing from you guys if you leave us an itunes review we'll be best friends forever but you know how we do we like to jump right into it with a recap from anders right a recap Enders got laid. <laughs> that is all. That's the most important thing that happened. Yeah, I mean, you want more. It's been over <laughs> 300
3: years. like right, <laughs> yeah. so I'm 340. Yeah. All right, all right. So uh, I, uh, Enders, confronted Literal uh, regarding the events that happened in my past. Uh, you know, Literal and my sister having saved me. And I apologised and resolved to press forward, you know, to repay old debts, to right wrongs, that sort of thing. Uh, the party then went uh, and spent a bit of their newly gained balsam, that means money, on some uh, new gear, isn't it? We uh, then retired for the day at the uh, good old Sly Forks for a pint, or two, or many. Much merriment was had, a truly magnificent evening. Uh, Crick really uh, let down his John Travolta hair and uh, got right pissed on some grape juice. (laughs) Travis may or may not have been involved in a fight club, somehow defeating his colossal opponent in a back-and-forth slugfest of a match. As I mentioned before, I got laid. It was great.
0: (laughs) Worth mentioning again. (laughs) That's
3: all I'll say. A gent doesn't shag and tell.
4: <laughs> well,
0: uh, most of them do.
4: Travis you, I mean, uh, you just told everybody <laughs> to anyone
0: that will listen. He
4: yeah.
0: yeah. just told hundreds of people. That's right. Travis uh, bedded
3: down with a fair lass himself, continuing his win streak of the night. We awoke to uh, learn troubling news from Crick. Uh, he had good reason to believe his brother had died. So that's no good. Uh, We got a warning that the Snake Clan was possibly plotting something uh, untoward and evil. And then uh, we were on our way to the much-anticipated meeting with the Guarians, and uh, noted that there were ten Dragon Clan guards waiting for us. That this is where we resume our story, I believe.
0: You guys had just left the Sly Fox in the morning. And surprise! Ten Dragon Clan warriors were waiting for you. These are the elite of the elite. They are very impressive warriors. They have their giant flambard swords. They have magical tattoos all over them. And they don't look like they want to be, like, uh... They don't look too friendly. Elder Griff's orders, one says. And just kind of points in the direction of the inner Bailey
4: of the dragon clan. I think we must listen to this man. Come, friends. Let us go.
0: No. So you reach the inner Bailey as you cross through town, hungover people, pastel people all over the streets, puddles of god knows what on the ground, and you approach to the intricately carved doors. Each door had a dragon head, one red, one gold. With your escort of guards, you make it to the large room with impressive religious tapestries. Those tapestries you still really don't know anything about but you guys have done a wisdom check to talk to someone else about it later so we'll get to that later you notice the addition of a long mahogany table behind the altar the altar of phrasma the one with the spire and comet and the guards take up positions among others in the room as this room is full all the benches that were in there before they're all full of spectators they look like prominent looking members of like each clan easily spotted by their tattoos and the room is a buzz of conversation so the front of the room is still empty and if anyone wants to do a diplomacy check or a perception check, well, uh, gather information for diplomacy and a perception check, you may.
3: And is willing indeed, do a perception.
1: Hey, I'll ask about what, what's going on. If anybody knows what's going on, I'll do a, a diplomacy.
0: 13. For gather
4: information? Yeah. Not good. A uh, crick gets only 10 for perception. 19 for perception.
0: Okay, so Travis takes a run around the room... And Anders is kind of just sitting there listening. So is Crick. And Anders, you hear... The princess was missing both legs and Bink sold them back together. One of them is 12 feet tall and drinks four barrels of whiskey a day... And shoots lightning bolts out his arse. And Travis, you're kind of walking around and you're hearing some chatter you get some gossip about Taurus saving everyone. And with his acid breath, green dragons breathe acid, not fire. They melted the zealots of the light into the ground. Hmm. That's interesting. Quite. So eventually out of Griff's office, the usher shows up and he kind of starts moving his hands up and down in the air, telling everyone it's time to take a seat, sit down, shut the fuck up and after the usher for the first time you see smarg underbite and he looks old he looks like a tired man who's had many 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 daughters the usher helps smarg sit in the middle of the table and more start pouring out of the office elder griff of the dragon clan bink madri representing the gnomes calyptos the treant only it's like a branch of Calyptos. He kind of looks like a small Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. So after Calyptos, there's someone that you don't recognize. He is a giant of a He's got a shoulder plate and various belts connecting other plates in various areas. He does show some skin. It's rare that you guys see a Guarian with some armor on, even though it's kind of pieced together armor. And his flambard is black. Following him is Princess Gertrude and the three leaders of the three clans of Guerre Snake, Mongoose, and Tiger. So there's some new people here. Does anyone want to try a knowledge local on any of the new people that have come out besides the freebie of Smargunderbite? But you could tell.
1: I think I'm the only one that has
4: that. Yes.
0: Okay. Do you want just one roll for everything? One roll for each person. You can start with the big giant guardian with the black sword. 21. 21. So, you recognize the sword and piece the rest together. That sword is called Nightwind, and it belongs to Grimson Underbite, who is Smarg Underbite's younger brother. He is the one that the traditionalists wanted. The Snake Clan, in particular, wanted to be leader, not the princess. And try uh, the Snake Clan leader next. Uh, 16. The 16, you know that to be Black Mamba. He is covered in black scales all over his body. And that's really all you know about him. Yeah, what up, Kobe? Yeah. (laughs) They call him Kobe sometimes. (laughs) Mongoose. 14. 14. You don't know too much about the mongoose leader. He does look quite old, and his eyes are blacked out like a raccoon's. And finally, tiger. Rawr. Crack eye. Nine. Nine. So you really don't know much about the tiger clan mm-hmm. guy. He does have white stripes for his tattoos in a tiger-like fashion. And that is different from all the other Tiger Clan people you've seen. So you can kind of know that that's the leader through that way. He's very unique. He also rolled well for the Snake Clan. So you should know for the Snake Clan, their purpose is to patrol the forest. That is Mm. the Snake Clan's main duty. It's also the reason they followed you so easily throughout the forest. They know that forest quite well. Soul, you're in the audience in the chamber of the Dragon Clan, the only non-Guarians. The size of that bloke. Yeah, I'll
1: point out to everybody who they were, various leaders, just so that they have an understanding. Because uh, we're in the presence of some rather high will-to-do people in the Guarian world.
0: So I should probably keep me trap shut. <laughs> 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 yeah, that would probably be a good idea. There are definitely very powerful people here. You guys don't see Nitral. And also, you guys don't see a Kimbo. If you're looking for either of those people, mm. they are not here. So, once everyone is seated and everything is quiet, the usher speaks up from the altar of the spiraling comet of Phrasma. Today, we are here on the... Oh, sorry. Before the usher, also, you can do a knowledge local on Smarg as well. What do I know about... Oh, I... Sixteen. Sixteen. With the 16, you don't get a lot more information. You know that he does not live in Feyhaven. You know he's very old. You know he has a lot of daughters. He kind of looks like Théoden, the king of Rohan in Lord of the Rings, when he's being controlled by, what was that guy's name? Wormtongue? Grima Wormtongue. Grima Wormtongue. So yeah, he definitely just looks like out of it, old, haggard. So the usher, once everyone has calmed down and arrived and sat down, he goes up to the altar of the spiraling comet of Phrasma, and he begins. Today we are here on the 16th of Gazran to let the noble houses and people of Guer learn the truth of the disappearance of Princess Gertrude, but also we will settle the future of the leadership of Guer. Murmur, murmur. Mm-hmm. Rubark. Yeah, Rueback, yeah. rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb. Calm down, calm down. As you may know, don't make me cast a silent spell. I see you in the front. As you may know, Crick, Travis, and Anders are the ones who bravely brought our princess back. And they will contribute to the story of what happened as per needed. Without further ado, we will start the testimony of our beloved Princess Gertrude. Your Highness, if you may. And the usher takes a very deep bow and slowly backs away to give way for Princess Gertrude. And Princess Gertrude approaches the altar. Like I said, Princess Gertrude, she's old ish. She's in her 50s. She is the firstborn of a very old man, so that makes sense. Uh, if you picture China from the WWE, you'll get a good picture of what she looks like big, strong, Chiseled-jawed female. She is in her full-plate armor, decorated with symbols of phrasma on it. She has a shield on her back and a mace on her weapons belt. Hello. As you know, I am Princess Gertrude, and I have a lot to explain. I would first like to apologize to all of you sitting here today. This... This wasn't supposed to be how it was supposed to happen. She's kind of like looks lost as if she's looking for words for a second. And you see Smarg Underbite in the back lean over and feebly kind of whisper something to Elder Griff. And yeah, Smarg Underbite's age is definitely showing in every action that he takes. Elder Griff picks up where the princess left off. Just take it from the top, princess. We are with you. Right. Right. So we all know the situation here. My father has not produced a male heir. I knew I had something to prove. I knew I had to prove I was worthy of leading as the first female chieftain of Gware. I also knew that our relations with the Mushroom Kingdom has been tenuous. I had a plan. I had a plan to solve all those problems. I used my influence to set up a meeting with the leader of the Death Caps. This is all without Bink Madri's knowledge, please Bink. Do not hold them accountable. Binku, of course, looks like IT from the Adams Family. He might have a facial expression, but you obviously don't see it. (laughs) He is still casually smoking his pipe that he always has, and there's still a small bird flying in and out of his hair in various locations. After the meeting with the Deathcaps, we had decided we would go after the Bandersnatch to show our power. If nothing else, just to get rid of perverted puns and put that all to an end. The plan was simple. We would kill the Bandersnatch together, march its head through Feyhaven, with the Deathcap banner draped over it as a sign of strength and unity for the people. The people of Guer would accept me through the strength I've shown, and our ties to the Mushroom Kingdom would be as strong as ever. As the saying goes, the best laid plans of gnomes and humans often go astray. A month ago we set out myself and five powerful gnomes to the bandersnatch's lair the beginning of the fight everything was going to plan with the aid of the gnomes magic i was more powerful than ever standing toe to toe with the bandersnatch the battle raged on in pathfinder terms we were on like round 34 or something (laughs) we were close we were so close but we were also very hurt And the brave gnomes helping me were using the last of their strength. That's when they came. Out of nowhere. Calamian zealots. Dwarf hunters, as I found out later. They ambushed the death caps, killing three of them, while the Bandersnatch used the distraction to render me unconscious and bleeding. But I passed my stabilized check. (laughs) She gets a lot of lucky rolls. (laughs) (laughs) She is a high-level character. When I woke, I was in a cabin tied up. The two surviving deathcaps were being tortured to use their magic to hide us and keep me sedated. I woke eventually, and I heard him. The dark wizard. Through the sending stones they were using. Hold fast, he said. Backup is coming. We can only send in so many due to the magic of the forest. You will all be the most famous zealots in all of Kalam if you just hold fast. Two of the gnomes were still alive, I saw, both covered in blood. Jedri. Jedri Fiddlecrag. He must have been out of spells, the reason I woke up. While the zealots were focused on Jedri, I managed to get free, but I was still weakened. I took out two of them, but was knocked out unconscious again, but I passed another stabilized check. When I woke up again, I was in another cabin, and there was only one gnome left. Ludri. Ludri Puddleboot. He was covered in blood and still casting his illusion spells at the demands of the calamians i heard another message through the sending stones leave now he said we are coming with a large force meet us outside the forest as others have failed to reach you (sighs) the princess takes a long breath i don't know how long my dm can do my voice so i'll finally finish this long ass speech I do not hold Ludri or Jedri responsible for their actions. They are heroes who wanted a better, united Ativan. That's what we set out for. What happened next, I'll admit it confused me, but I think I understand better now. We all know the power of the Dark Wizard and his ability to learn our deepest, darkest secrets. Ludri made a choice. He heard the same message I did. He knew it would cost him his own life. He looked at me with sad eyes, and that was the last thing I saw as I was cast to stone. He must have done it to keep me from being captured by the dark wizard, or make it difficult to take me, I don't know. But he knew what it would mean for the Advent if I was captured, and he's a hero. I, I... I then woke up here, and I've since learned about the chaos my mission has caused. The complete opposite of what I wanted. I have further divided Gware and the Mushroom Kingdom and gave the traditionalists ground to hold on to. Uh, this is what happened as far as I know. and And to the heroes that saved me, she looks at each of you in turn and pounds her fist on her metal plate. I thank you. And then she returns to her seat. The princess is most welcome course and just takes a little bow nice
1: yeah trap assembly nods his head
0: after the princess thanks you guys and you guys respond to her you notice that black mamba he's getting all fidgety and angry and he's kind of shifting around
3: can i perceive what's going on with that guy you did i did already
4: yeah i wish to sense this motive of this man
3: yeah you can sense motive
2: Oh, yeah, I can do that too, right? It's the motive.
0: Natural one. Natural one for Travis? Uh, mine hit a three on the, on the die, so very mm. bad. Okay. <laughs> ten. And a ten. So you guys know that he is agitated, and that's about it.
4: You have sense motive? Three plus seven. Oh, I thought it was 17. No, That's no, what no. I was going So, you guys rolled a I 1, wish. a 2,
0: and a 3. Yeah. <laughs> good start. Good start. Get those out of the way. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, it is actually good you got those out of the way. I always
1: have one at the beginning, so I may as well make it a skill check up <laughs> like there.
0: So, Elder Griff slams his gavel on the thing that you slam a gavel onto, and the usher continues. Thank you, our most noble princess, for illuminating us on this situation. Next, we have the leader of the Mushroom Kingdom, Bink Madrid, to take the stand. So Bink takes the stand. And he's like. Someone speaks Gnome, I think, right? I Two do. of us do now. Two of you do. <laughs> so Travis and Crick, you both speak Gnome? Yep. Yes. So Anders, you have no idea, but I'm sure you'll be filled in. Anders groans especially this is one you can't even see his wriggling suspicious yeah. fingers are hidden so extra suspicious definitely you just
1: see his beard hair moving just yeah yeah, yeah
2: it, it just kind of has like a permanent like stank face kind of like
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. so bink just gives a quick rundown and he says he wants to continue the relationship with guare He's proud of the gnomes that tried to help the princess, although he is disappointed that he was left out of the plans. And he professes that no matter who the leader will be of Gwere, the friendship between the Mushroom Kingdom and Gwere will remain tight and good. And yeah, so there's nothing really to worry about with the gnomes. Elder Griff again with the gavel. And the usher comes out and looks at all of you guys. Now, if one of you doesn't mind, can one of our heroes take the stand to let us know your side of things? How you found the princess and managed to bring her home, for the record? Well,
1: Crick is the leader, I suggest yourself, but maybe I could be there to... You want me to
4: tell them? Kind of, I mean, you don't even (laughs) speak lies, no? Oh my God. Yeah. Our most noble paladin, yes? You would be the most trustworthy. Oh Lord.
1: Why don't we, can we do a joint effort?
4: You can ask. Oh, I, I, I could do it. I'm just saying. Perhaps can we do this uh, as, as together? As since we do this as group, Aye. we speak as group. The
0: usher turns and looks at Smarg, and Smarg gives the faintest of nods. Okay, you may approach. Thank you. So uh, you're all, you all just get up to the altar, and the usher gives you guys space. So they just want to know. The story, Like, you guys left to find the princess. They want to know your side of things for an official account.
1: Well, episode, I think, four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we begin, we'd, I don't know if it's too much. We'd like to inquire about the state of our, the fourth member of our party.
0: The usher kind of looks confused at you guys and then goes to speak with Elder Griff. And they have a little conversation, and uh, Usher turns. He's like,
1: do you mean Akimbo? Well, of course. He's integral to this entire story. He was there with us from the beginning.
0: Akimbo is busy right now getting magical tattoos as he has rejoined the ranks of the Dragon Clan. I'm
4: sure you will see him soon. Yes, this great nurse. He's very deserving. He's also Akimbo. knee-deep in vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out.
0: <laughs> Get on, you, Akimbo! <laughs> Everyone gets laid. Yay! Go
1: on. Well deserved. Okay, well then we'll uh, we'll leave him to his his glory. There, we'll
4: uh, we'll tell you what we
1: what we've had going on here.
4: Perhaps, uh, as I say, our trustworthy paladin friend here, Anders. Uh, I think we can all agree that the paladins would be good ushers of, for the truth. Yes. So, you can all be very confident in his uh, abilities to tell you the truth, the whole truth, in nothing but the truth.
3: I am a right shining beacon of holy light, isn't it?
4: (laughs) Yes, yes, Anders, of course. As he
0: wipes off some puke off
4: his (laughs) plate mail.
3: Put on your shaded spectacles, it's going to get real bright in here.
0: (laughs) Everyone in the crowd puts on sunglasses. (laughs)
3: Right, so as you recall, it all began with uh, Claire's scrying spell that uh, led us to the the southeastern part of the Adovin. Through our investigation, it uh, turned our eyes to Calam, didn't it? During our travels in Trader's Haven, we happened to uh, we happened upon a nice little map that we found in the uh,
4: Forsaken Hideout. Yes, we had to dispose of the Forsaken first because they were causing much problems. I didn't even sustain a scratch. (laughs) (laughs) Silence! Uh, uh, Yes, yes, Anders. Okay, silence.
3: (laughs) Right, so following this map, we uh, traveled through the Adamant Forest, going from hideout to hideout, trying to find the princess. Trying to find any clues that we could find. And then we uh, happened upon a little surprise we did. The Snake Clan. In particular, one that goes by the name of Nose Madge. He did not cause that many troubles for us, but he was trying to. These snake blokes admitted to conspiring against the Princess.
4: Yes, they said they want to kill her as well as us.
0: When Crick says that, Black Mamba slams his hand on the table and starts to get up. And then Elder Griff looks at him and goes, Sit down. And Black Mamba sits down as Elder Griff passed his Intimidate check.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Crick also sit down. Elder Griff, very, very (laughs) scary man.
1: Oh,
3: it's true. The snake clan were there. And we
2: dispatched him with ease. And Anders looks right at the
0: black mamba and kind of gives him side eye. He's just shaking his head. He's just like he just can't wait to talk. You can tell. After that, we followed the tracks of
1: what we weren't sure at the time, well into the night. That's when we happened upon. They turned
4: out to be princess. You see.
1: Yeah, in the in the current state that we we found her was the after she had been turned to stone, like a story.
4: Yes, of course. Luckily, we found uh, her, her shield hand with attached to the shield uh, along the travels. Oh, yeah. uh, bit
3: of brilliance that was.
4: Yes, yeah, So Anders is very strong. You can see his arm. Oh, look, and Krik starts like poking at his biceps <laughs> <laughs> from the ground. He's still sitting. <laughs> yes very strong man so he can he able to carry this uh, big heavy stone shield
3: and i carried this bloke too on me back uphill get to the <laughs> point griff <laughs> <It's> yells
1: <laughs> that's when we found her they were tired and that's when the patrol found us they were tired we battled and slew them all in the night
4: uh, no one get away no i think yes
1: yeah, maybe one I away. believe
4: one gets away
1: Aye So at, at the time I tried to mend the princess's broken arm as best I could To, you know, preserve as much as I could If we could find a way to re- return her to this, but
4: Unfortunately, this not works so well While we are out in forest like this, you see
1: Yeah, so the advent helped us in that fight To get through clam, And then in the morning is when we were able to send Bird up to flight Griff down
4: Yes, with his mighty green dragon Very scary
1: And that's when Griff found us and we return to
4: Feyhaven. Well also then once we get back uh, we help with um, talking to Mr Madri here. Crick gestures towards the cousin et looking guy yeah uh, and with Crick deductive powers of reasoning, he talk with him and we come up with idea to put hand of princess back on her once he's once she back together, uh, she gets made whole by. Nitro and uh, Bink. They do much great work. And we rejoice. Princess live. She here. We save.
0: So with that, there's a commotion. Uh, Black Mamba, once again, starts causing a scene. And he clearly wants to talk. And there's people in the crowds that are just upon hearing your story. Because as you guys know, you walk through town after... You did the gather information. When you got inside this church, people didn't really know what was going on except for like the very inner circle of Haven. So the crowd just kind of erupts. After hearing your story, and Black Mamba is put in his place again by Elder Griff, and he just starts slamming his gavel on the thing. Was it the little pad? Who cares? And <laughs> everyone starts quieting down again. And Elder Griff goes, Princess! Did you have any knowledge of this? No, I am sorry. I was really stoned at the time. (laughs) 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 And so Travis and Crick hear that Bink Madri has suggested that he can cast a spell to see if the adventurers are telling the truth or not. And he is asking your permission.
4: Uh, sure, I think this is fine, yes.
0: Yeah, I'm, I approve of that. Who is going to take the
2: spell? Well, I guess I did technically fib a little bit about not taking a scratch at the hideout. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I didn't do that intentionally. <laughs> I don't know if that's an actual problem or not. That, uh, that's just a micism to throw in there, I guess. <laughs>
0: It has to be, one, like, picking one of us? Is yeah, just me? picking one of you. He just wants to read your mind. Really well,
2: yeah, I said the meat and potatoes of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, so. all right.
0: So the hairball that is Bink approaches Anders, and he reveals his suspicious <laughs> wriggling No, no, wait, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. And begins, just as you're saying that, begins to cast a spell. Wait a tick, I- And oh. you can, if you want... Roll a bluff check during this spell. It's up to you. I will roll anything to get out of this situation. (laughs)
4: That's not what
0: it means. No, you probably don't want to resist the spell in any way. It's up to you. What would Anders do?
2: Anders would have a freak out. (laughs) In particular with the hand being that close. (laughs) And then he's going to enter his brain and like... He's freaking out for sure. He's having a Anders, freak out. you'll be okay. It's all right. You don't understand. You don't. Oh Lord!
3: How many times must I be
2: infiltrated by these gnomes? Anders, you're a good man. You'll be okay. If you must. And Anders just kind of like grits his teeth really hard,
0: <laughs> okay, He's squeezing his hands. All right. And Bink Madri casts a spell. And Bink Madri enters your mind. Do you want to do a spellcraft or knowledge arcana to learn what spell is being cast?
4: Yes. Many. And 28. That's
0: 28. Well, with a 28, I'm going to tell you, you're going to learn a lot about this spell. The spell is called Mind Probe. (laughs) <laughs> and the casting time... <laughs> yeah, you're getting thrown <laughs> by <it home. laughs>
1: Oh my
2: god. Yeah. Perfect
0: name he gets this, this long dildo-looking device and tells you to bend over. No, So it is a casting time of one minute. And you are kind of like... You're not paralyzed, but you're mesmerized as he's doing the spell. And it's a spell to gain access to the subject's memories and knowledge. And... Uh, The user of the spell can attempt to learn the answer of one question per round But you can assume there's only one question that Bink really cares about and that is what pertains to the snake clan Uh, You could do a Successful will save or a bluff check to fight it, but wisely you did not and Bink finishes the spell And he just gives Anders a nod And goes back and he whispers in Elder Griff's ear.
1: He totally fell in that combat.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Apparently you were very wounded during that combat. (laughs) But everything else you said was true. We thank you, heroes. Usher. Yes, you may retake your seat, heroes. We thank you very much. And you see like Black Mamba is just like rocking back and forth in the chair. I'd
3: just like to clarify that, you know, there's multiple types of being wounded. There's (laughs) physical wounding, there's psychological wounding, and, you know, I may have had some scratches, but I assure you I was not wounded in any other
0: manner. Yeah, Yeah. you're just, like, muttering as you're getting back to your seat.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Crick wishes to do a deep bow while wearing his uh, ceremonial silken robes. All right, Uh, yeah. So he cuts quite a figure here. Mm Mm-hmm. Travis flosses. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dance,
1: the
0: floss. Yeah. Yeah, you can't see it in podcast land, but it did a very nice I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> cleaning my teeth. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, my, with my missing tooth. So we retake our seats. I am eager to get to the kind of the understanding and learn
0: about the new chief. This is...
4: Yes, uh, Crick sits down back at his spot. Uh, do we have table in front of us?
0: No, nope, they're like church pews. Ah, cute.
4: Okay. Yeah. So he folds hands in lap and sits up quite straight, waiting to hear what's going to happen.
0: So there's a bit of chatter at the table and then the usher goes back up to the altar. The leader of the snake clan, Black Mamba, demands to take the stand as is his right. I present to you Black Mamba. And Black Mamba gets up with his dark snake scaled tattoos and approaches the altar. So Black Mamba puts each hand on each edge of the altar and leans in close and makes a point of looking from the right to the left and taking in everyone in the stands. You all know who I am, Black Mamba, pounces bare chest. We are the ones who patrol to keep you safe. We are the ones who know the forest better. And we are the ones who found the princess first. These outsiders killed Nosemadge. Hero against Drow! They found the princess first. Their glory was taken by those who do not know the forest. You call them heroes. I call them murderers and thieves. You trust outsider. Over snake clan. I ask you to think on this. There's like around you, there's like a lot of nods and murmurs. Oh, and- rhubarb, 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 yeah, yeah, rhubarb, you can imagine rhubarb, that like rhubarb. Everyone loves the Snake Clan. Like, they're the ones who patrol the forest and keep everyone safe. And these are people who have grown up with uh, this situation. And you can tell he's starting to get a lot of the people in the crowd's attention. This also creates a buzz at the head mahogany table. As people are turning and talking back and forth. And you see Elder Griff. And he kind of gets a little smile on his face. You gotta remember Elder Griff, he, uh, he's been more involved and everything he's he literally saw you guys with the princess and you better believe that if you guys hear rumors in Gware, someone like elder griff hears the same kind of rumors it wasn't a secret that the snake clan did not like the princess being in charge they wanted to be more traditional they definitely favored gremson so it looks like it was a valiant effort by Black Mamba, but you guys have done your due diligence. And when you see Elder Griff smile, he kind of talks to Bink for a sec. And then he turns and he goes, Black Mamba, Bink says he can do the spell on you too. Would you take the spell? Oh, this should be very interesting. Black Mamba would rather die than take spell so be it that arranged can be (laughs) (laughs) a quick nod from elder griff and four dragon clan guards approach black mamba and he actually puts up a decent fight all the while screaming outsiders you trust these outsiders you break tradition Ah! Ah!" and he goes push push and he knocks two guards clean out one punching them both (laughs) get off of me But the other two grab him and drag him out of the room, kicking and screaming. Smog! Smog, you have doomed us all! Doomed us all with your weak fertility! Everyone in the audience starts talking it once again, even louder than before. And the gavel comes down from Elder Griff, harder than ever. Everyone goes quiet. The usher approaches. Uh, so we will have a brief recess to discuss the results of this inquiry? Recess, recess! <laughs> and everyone gets a uh, little pudding and uh, <laughs> box orange drink. <laughs> yes. Those cheese crackers, spread. with a little breaks. red stick. We're yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going on the jungle gym, yeah, or line up for a bowl And once again, uh, the feeble smarg underbite needs help into the office. You can see he's really struggling. And again, the crowd erupts. <laughs> I thought Anders was 10 feet tall. He looks kind of small. No, 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 And yeah, so you guys have a, a minute to discuss anything or talk about anything or play with the little weenus. I
4: don't give a shit.
3: <sighs> right. Well, I'll unzip my pants then. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, Travington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go We're find
1: in the middle your of this hall. <laughs> go find your guard.
0: The gu- oh yeah, <laughs> go talk
1: her up now that everybody knows yeah. you're a
0: hero. Return of the Mac, you know. That's right. Yeah. You got two, two, and two. You're gonna do two and two. Anders and would definitely be keeping an
2: eye open for for that.
0: Oh, you see the guard. Like, she's, in she's in the, the back. Bear, oh yeah. I, uh, what do you do?
3: Anders rolls a perception check on the uh, the guard that he's he's quite taken
0: with. All right, roll a perception. Hey, no. Oh, it hit my foot. Nineteen. So, roll a charisma check. This is where it gets interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen, not bad. So, like I said, you do easily spot the guard, that the female guard, which is Elder Griff's personal bodyguard, even more badass than the guards that showed up to grab you guys from the sly fox. And you give her, like, a little wry smile... And she does that thing where she's like trying to not look at you, but you notice that she does she's doing some peeks
3: and she gives you a little wry smile back. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about.
4: It's <laughs> a foot in the door, mate. Crick's just kinda looking over at Anders. Anders, what are you doing here? Are you making funny faces and You yeah, got Strange oh, wait, strange wait feels a on minute, your face? I see what's going on here. And he, he's looking back and forth from the guard and to, to Anders. And yeah, there's this, not a the time for these things. It's a human thing. Yeah. It's been, Crick, you know. With that feeling you get sometimes
3: when you're walking down past the shop and you look through the window and you see a nice new blade just sitting there. And you think, oh, that would really cut me flesh real good. <laughs> <laughs> and you get those butterflies in your tummy.
4: What Crick need with another knife? I, Crick, his knife. He's <laughs> a very good knife. And
0: spear. You're loyal to your knife. <laughs> You want to cut out the butterflies?
4: No. Precisely, yes. And there's no getting in trouble, okay? We, this is very delica- delicate situation. Trouble? Here. If that's trouble, then uh, well, that's my kind of trouble. Maybe you're the trouble, and you just need to be quiet for a moment and just sit.
1: I tried to warn you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Let
1: the man follow his heart.
0: Yeah. Hot on, sorry. Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the leadership group comes back out of the office. They retake their seats. And I would like everyone to make a perception
4: check. Not paying very good attention. 12.
3: A fatty natty for 27. Ooh.
4: Ooh.
0: Goddamn. 17. 17. So, this was a hard one. I made this a perception 25 because Guarians do not like to show emotion. Well, except for anger and Black Mamba, but they don't like to be lovey-dovey and that kind of thing, unless you're a handsome paladin. So Anders, you notice she's trying to hide it, but Princess Gertrude is hanging her head the slightest bit and does not look too happy.
3: And is feeling quite in tune with the affair of sex at the moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Notices a,
0: a slight demeanor to the princess. Anders, you can also roll a sense motive on the princess, if you wish, with your successful perception check.
3: I will indeed.
0: A natty one.
2: <laughs>
0: a total of eight. So you don't quite know why she's upset.
4: I think we're going to find out in just a moment, and it's probably not going to be good.
0: Where well, all may not be as it seems. Also, you notice that Gremson cannot hide his wry smile. Travis notices that as well. That was easier to notice. Look at that fuckwad.
4: What yeah. a lovely day, hey, friends?
0: Was <laughs> <laughs> he so chuffed about? <laughs> And once again, the usher makes his motion. Everyone shut the fuck up. (laughs) And he continues from the altar. Decisions have been made, and they are final. For the first time in 300 years, upon the death of our noble and powerful leader, Smarg Underbite, his brother, Gremson Underbite, will take over as Chieftain of Gwer. The crowd erupts. (laughs) and gremson stands up and does a little hand wave and then makes a motion to calm the crowd down like chill out chill out you know enough's enough
1: that football captain just like yeah calming down everybody at the homecoming they're just like yeah, yeah, yeah we got this yeah we're yeah, gonna get ill let's yeah. of the week. Yeah. <laughs> he's
0: still being cool though oh, yeah. You know? yeah 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 <laughs> princess gertrude underbite's actions were unadvisable and came with great risk but her heart belongs to guire And for that, she will temporarily take over the Snake Clan and their patrols until a new leader can be trusted to do so. Again, voices in the crowd. They're talking, and you hear, like, this is definitely a demotion for the princess. Even with this demotion, and you guys just hearing voices like, oh, no, that's not good. Oh, my God. She's probably not happy with that. And da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Because the underbites... The underbites don't have tattoos. They're royalty. So they are above all clans. So to be demoted to being in charge of a clan, that is definitely a punishment for the princess. Well warranted, you know, she kinda she went for a risk, it didn't work out. And um, it is temporary, so it's just like a go to your room kind of thing. But you notice that she's looking at her father. Travis and Crick. You can roll a sense motive if you wish. Not
4: good again. Uh,
0: Eight for Crick. I got a 19. So Crick is still very much intimidated by Elder Griff yelling at him or what he thought was at him. And Travis is more perceptive. And you get the feeling that the demotion is not why she is angry. Or upset, rather. Upset is the better word.
1: I think there might be more to this story, boys.
0: Black Mamba will be executed immediately for his involvement in the plot to assassinate the princess.
4: Rhubarb, 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 rhubarb. Malkovich, Malkovich,
3: yeah.
0: Malkovich, Malkovich. Yeah. Serves him right. Yeah. <laughs> that just leaves the group who were responsible for the safe return of the princess. You will all be executed! No. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> Chapter 1 over. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Due to your voluntary cooperation, today getting to the bottom of everything that has transpired, our noble and powerful Chieftain Smarg Underbite wishes to give you each a gift from our vault. Mm. That is all for here. We shall now prepare for the ceremony. And the audience scatters and begins to leave. They all start leaving outside and Elder Griff starts approaching you
4: guys. Mm. wonder what, what ceremony is going to be happening. The, for executions? Is this what he's talking about?
1: There's some honor in Dying by the sword, so maybe there's something to that, or maybe it's the the swearing in of Grimson
4: next. Ah yes, perhaps this is it, yes.
3: Maybe it's like the end of Star Wars where they give us a nice little uh, march down the aisle there and they thank us and give us a medal.
4: Ah, rah, rah, rah. I especially like one with ghosts of old Jedi men, especially the young one. That's he right. is very strong and powerful. Yes. I think I am ripping off Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Subconsciously,
1: no, you didn't have Anders make out with his sister. Yeah,
0: well, so you, 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 we you, talked you, about it <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> we were close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were saying, never mind, you guys, you we do, probably you know, don't even need any yeah, of that. But yeah, that was, yeah, fun. yeah. <laughs> that was for us. I do not recall outsiders having such an impact on Guire in our history. I'm going to be honest and say I voted no on allowing outsiders to join the hunt for the princess. We all did. Except Smarg. In his infinite wisdom, he overruled us all. He was right, as he always is. A true leader who will never be forgotten.
4: Seems to be a very good choice of his to send us to save the princess, yes? <laughs> Don't pat yourselves on the back so much and Crick pulls his hand away from his back Like, oh, <laughs> no pet, okay
0: <laughs> Still Tra- intimidated Travis will reach up and give a, a, a nice pat <laughs> to Crick Good he, leader, good he, leader You done good, boss <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thank you You will always have a place here in Feyhaven If your travels ever bring you back to the Edivan You are all considered citizens of Guar from this point on the first outsiders to have such an honor. Now come. And Elder Griff starts leading you through his office. Uh, The one with the many bookshelves or many bookshelves around this office. Very professional looking office. Nice office. Many leather bound books. Many, many leather bound (laughs) books. I'm starting to sound like Trump. Um, So he approaches one of the bookshelves and he pulls out a book. It's called Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) Uh, it's because no one would dare touch it. <laughs> the bookshelf moves back a foot and then slides to the right behind adjacent one. What if a lonely housewife
2: happened upon that library?
0: <laughs> that might be the one she goes for. Well, this is true. And then she would have found the weapons cache. Uh, call back to episode two. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> a lot of callbacks. Maybe too many these are the weapons and armor that we find on others but do not take for ourselves as you have seen most of us do not care to wear armor and for weapons we like wavy curvy ones anyways (laughs) don't take long i cannot miss the ceremony So you get into a room, and it looks like a secret room that, like, John Wick would have. (laughs) Armor, weapons, and other doodads lined up in perfect order along the walls. If your character has OCD, he is, like, super pleased with the arrangement. There's a muffled sound coming from the back of the room. And this is how we're going to do this. This is a... There is a time limit. It's not like a minute, but you guys have like, he wants to get to the ceremony. So he's basically going to ask you guys to quickly choose a weapon. So you're not going to have time to look at all of the weapons. There are hundreds of pieces in here. So what I'm going to ask for, each of you, perception check, appraise check, and each of you are going to get two spellcrafts. So essentially, you're going to roll a perception check to see how many weapons you take in, an appraise check to see if you can sort out the expensive ones. And then you'll choose two, and then you can spellcraft each one, and choose which one you want.
1: I definitely don't have spellcraft.
4: Uh, uh,
0: Crick would
1: be doing this spellcraft.
4: Crick wishes to cast uh, detect magic as well as f- f- to, if, to find the magic things here. So.
0: Crick instantly casts a tech magic at the beginning of this John Wick room and it is just like a beacon of light. You are overwhelmed by the amount of magic shining on every single item in this room. So remembering Elder Griff is in a rush. Can I ask a question? You can. Elder Griff, might
1: you suggest something to each of us as if there's any fabled weapons here? Say a bow, a sword, and a Do you want a spear Creek? Do you want some armor?
0: Well, you guys can definitely target something. Like if you guys will get like, if you just want to, if you just want to target, let's say armor, like armor pieces, you would get a bonus to your perception check because you're not checking out as much stuff, right? So, or if you just want to do, if you just want to go right through, check out everything real fast and appraise and try and get the most expensive things. I'm telling you right now, there's not, like, a level 9 thing in here that is going to, like, break the game or whatever. But you can safely assume that everything in here is at least a plus 1. And, yeah, besides that, the dice will point you to Just, whatever you is want. Is your second round or third round?
4: So, quick uh, casting the Titan magic. Uh, first round, you say he... Sees everything as magic.
0: Yeah. How, how so long does this take? It's six seconds each one. Right? Yes.
4: Yes. Yeah. So second round, uh, n- it tell me the number of different magical orders and their and the power of the most potent aura. Okay. So I wish to know which one is the most potent. And then third round to see exactly what they are, Wish must roll. And that takes eighteen seconds. Yes.
0: If he holds the third. For all three. Yes. Yeah, it takes eighteen seconds. Okay. I'm not going to count the amount of items in here. There are over 100, so you see over 100 blinky lights. (laughs) The most powerful that you recognize is a small rod. As you go into your third round, you see a couple more quite powerful items. One are boots, one is a bag. And one is a sheathed, two-handed sword. Mm. And that sword is going... Oh, Oh, a sentient sword. Awesome.
2: Someone for for Andrews to argue with. That's
4: (laughs) That's perfect. Uh, Okay, Um, I wish to make uh, spellcrafts on these... These items, these specific ones. I won't do on every item in the room, obviously, but these items I wish to. Well, I do need your rolls first. Please. Yes.
0: Perception? Perception and appraise.
4: Ooh, sheesh. You wish my perception and appraise first, or these detect the magic? Well,
0: we're doing a uh, quick first, it looks like, so...
4: Okay. 22 for perception, and 19 for appraise.
0: So you do have the advantage of detect magic, but with your perception and your appraise, you can pretty much confirm that you have spotted the most powerful items in this room. Mm. I will give you a shot. I said two each, but this isn't taking too much time, so what do you want to spellcraft first? Uh,
4: these small rod. Yeah, go for the rod. It's
2: a dildo. Oh hey. it's just vibrating.
4: Uh, All three twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. It's eighteen on die.
0: the twenty-seven. You don't know what the rod is, <gasps> but you know it is conjuration magic and transmutation magic.
2: It's like some alien rod. I don't even know what it is.
4: It's the inanimate the carbon concept. rod. Yeah, <laughs> glowing green. I don't know exactly what this do, but. Power screams to me. Let me think what this sword might be. Seventeen on die for twenty-six.
0: So to look at the sword, you have to unsheath it. And Elder Griff goes, "Ah, oh, you might not want to do that." As you're doing it, and as you open it, it goes.
4: I shot these things. And then you close it. (laughs) And then...
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. And what is your spellcraft on that one? 26. 26. So as you quickly resheathe this obnoxious sound coming from the sword, you're just like, holy shit. Did I just see Verdant's bite? Like you saw like a bunch of runes on the sword as you opened it and then closed it. You remember in Blarkstown, being a young boy, you remember a bit of a story, like a fable about a sword that would carve through demons. But it was kind of a fable that maybe has changed through time. You don't really trust it as a real story. It's kind of like seeing a fairy tale weapon in real life and not quite believing it it's like excalibur
1: right before you say yeah is a yeah it's like blade. did i
0: just see excalibur and king arthur, arthur is real you <laughs> know what i mean that's kind of what you're thinking right now and it's a cold iron greatsword plus one it has plus two to attack and damage against demons mm. this is a very powerful weapon also it has a minus five to your perception <laughs> while unsheathed. <laughs> so there's that. You don't want to be leading that through a dark tunnel if you don't know what's on the other end. It's pretty funny,
4: actually. <laughs> yes, I point this one out to Anders. Anders, I, I know it make loud sounds, but if you wish, this could be a very powerful weapon for you.
3: Well, that blade looks rather mighty. I think. Uh i well, give that a go. Why not?
4: I wish to see these boots as well. All right. Great idea, Anders. You hold for a moment, okay? Aye. Oh, so close to natural 20, but instead two. So, <laughs> 11 on boots.
0: 11 on boots. You do not know what the boots are. The boots do give off a transmutation aura.
2: As you're doing this, you hear Anders fiddling with the blade, and then he starts to uncheese. You <laughs> <Yeah>. it
0: again? <laughs>
4: <laughs> sorry, sorry. Anders, you see what happened when I do this? I warned you about that blade. I don't know what these do, but these have much power as well. And also I see this last one over here. Hey, uh, take, take a look, big. Yeah, much better. I uh, 25 with a 25, you recognize
0: this as a level two bag of holding. Hmm.
4: Travis, this bag here is uh, very strong, holds many things. It's extra dimensional portal. So you can put lots of things in there and they don't be heavy. But it's up to you what you would like to do. These are the most powerful things in whole room. But pick what you want.
1: Okay, that's... Let's look around. And- hey,
4: old Cricky here, he wishes to keep this rod. I don't know what this does yet, just gonna but... take the rod? <laughs> the power is just overwhelming. Yeah. <sighs> you can't resist, eh? Crick's eyes lighting up. Yeah. he
0: wish this item. Yeah. Okay. So, Travis, do you want to just take one of the items Crick pointed out for you, or do you want to do a quick scan of the room?
1: I'm interested in the boots, but I'll have a quick walk around. Okay. Perception,
0: appraise. Um, Hurry up! I don't want to miss the ceremony.
1: 24 perception. Yeah. And my appraise is only 10. Okay. And what are you looking for specifically? I was going to see if I could spot a bow that caught my fancy or a breastplate armor-wise.
0: Okay. So, with your 10 appraise and your 24 perception, you take a look at the bows and you take a look at the armor and you can't really tell the difference between them, mm-hmm. but you know from Crick that everything in here is magical. So you can assume that everything's at least a plus one item, mm-hmm. and that is what you know.
1: Okay. Well, I'm gonna save my gold on that. I'm I'm too curious about these boots. I they... still
2: have mine. I don't know if I can help with all of this. Okay, I guess that's true. Because I
0: have a twenty. You you you're you just going to take the sword and look for Travis and see if you that's can find something I better? I have yeah, a you can do that. 26
2: yeah. perception. I mean, my appraise is only uh, 6, but my... Oh, well, well, with a
0: 26 perception and a 6 appraise, you essentially come up with the same um, observations as Travis, as you cannot really tell the difference. Like, this item is better than this one. Mm-hmm. They kind of look the same to you.
1: Okay, well, curiosity's got me. I'm
0: cornered here, so I'm going to go with the boots. Okay, you're going to go with the boots. Anders? Are you I just going to take the sword? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so you're hell bent on the sword. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, shouldn't I? That's the thing I want, isn't it? If you want it. It has the, it the rollback. It's the best sword there, you know. It way. is definitely an improvement, and will help you clear Greslania. You know there's exactly. demons in Greslania. So, there is that. So Elder Griff goes. I guess it's better that you take that sword away. I was
4: tired of listening to it. Does it, it always make these sounds? Always. Ever oh. since we found it. Goodness, do you know who hid it when you found it?
0: Oh, okay, you can see Elder Griff. He hesitates for a second, and uh, there's definitely a, a contrast between the excitement you guys have in this room, and there's definitely something else on Elder Griff's mind. And he hesitates before kind of answering you, but he remembers what he said before. Like, you guys are citizens of guerre now. So he presents you with some information that outsiders don't normally get to hear. We found that sword deep in the ruins of Fablehaven. We do not know much about it. We just know it does not shut
3: up. Hmm. Have you tried hearing the bloke out? No, I cannot stand him.
4: Very interesting. Thank you so much, Elder Grief. These are quite powerful treasures. We thank you. Ah, indeed. We will continue to put them to good use to
1: protect the world and Gwere.
0: Cool. <laughs> There's actually a lot of neat items in that room, but because Crick cheats, you guys <laughs> definitely <laughs> probably pulled the most money out of there than you could have. <laughs> Not about the money it's about the power yeah <laughs> and um so yeah that's fine never complain that i don't give you guys anything like you, you did on the like, whole car con- ride over here yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for real no <gasps> he uh, <laughs> yeah, did and i was just like i can't say anything i know what's <laughs> coming i already had all this <laughs> ready <laughs> i just took it like a bitch <laughs> anyways we're moving on it is time for the ceremony yes let's go of course Please lead on. So there's a slight mumbling that is going to be quite constant on Anders' back. It's just kind of It is less than it was in the room. You get the sense that it kind of knows what just happened and it might be calming down a bit. It's free. Yeah, in a Fish. sense. Yeah. And you follow Elder Griff outside. You go past the sacred room with the banners of Ferazma, and you are led into the inner bailey of the dragon clan. Does,
4: where Does Elder Griff walking with us for this section? He's leading you guys through, yeah. Uh, excuse me, Elder Griff. Yes. Uh, these, these tapestry, what are the meanings of these things? I, 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 I know them, but I don't know what they're from.
1: Yeah, we'd like to know a little bit more about uh, the city that we're part of now.
0: I don't have time for the full history, but I can tell you. What we found in Fablehaven changed everything.
4: Perhaps we could talk another time on this, eh? Feel free to hit my office whenever you want.
0: We can go over notes on the Fifty Shades of Grey together. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So you follow Elder Griff outside, and you are in the same area where Claire did her scrying spell with the mirrors. The same crowd that was in the large meeting room with the banners is in the amphitheater. You see Black Mamba tied up with ropes staked to the ground. You see Princess Gertrude and Smarg Underbite, they are embracing in the center. They are next to Black Mamba. Elder Griff just motions for you guys to stay where you are. Princess Gertrude parts from her father and leaves very distressed right by you guys right back into that previous room. She does not stay. She passes you with her head held low. Elder Griff walks up to Smarg Underbite. You can see Smarg is struggling just to stand, and he is kind of like shaking with the effort. They share a firm handshake, Griff and Smarg. You know these guys have been together forever, leader and general. They have ruled for a long time, they know each other very, very well. Black Mamba, he he almost looks pleased with himself. He's got a shit-eating grin on his face. He's not even struggling against his constraints. Elder Griff casts a spell on both Black Mamba and Smarg Underbite.
4: Do you want to do a spellcraft? Yeah. <laughs> <So that's laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes, I wish to know what this spell is. Uh, 15.
0: 15. With the 15, you easily recognize what is called arcane Mark. So you know it's Arcane Mark. Are you going to detect magic to see what the mark is? No. Okay. It was a penis. (laughs) I'm joking. It's not a penis. So you know that he has marked Black Mamba and Smark Underbite with a spell. Aldegriff turns away and blows a horn as he does so. From the pit in the amphitheater, a puff of smoke rises. A large claw grips the edge of the hole as Taurus climbs out. I'm going to hand wave the will save for its terrifying appearance, since you've seen this dragon a few times now, and you know he's not a danger to you. So this dragon, you're not going to be scared of him anymore. Every other dragon, terrified.
4: Also, I feel much more confident with uh, Anders around now, now that he's achieved this uh, so-called level three. Yeah. God
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Slayer I am. My, what a magnificent beast. In the background here. <laughs> and he looks around the amphitheater, he looks at you guys, and then he looks at Smarg and Black Mamba. And then his eyes go wide, almost in confusion. And then he kind of shakes his head. Elder Griff blows the horn again. And the dragon finishes climbing out of the hole and settles and faces smart and black mamba black mamba can't keep his mouth shut black mamba got what he wanted in the end this was a better Guerre, and i have succeeded he's happy that gremson is leader, obviously taurus takes a deep breath and breathes acid all over smart underbite and black mamba Melting them both in front of everyone God. and then returns to his lair gasp All hail Grimson underbite the crowd cheers mm. <laughs> Is That how they do things around here it appears to be how they do things around here smarg underbite was weak and feeble and it was time for a change and it sounds like they had made a decision in the office his brother is now the chieftain. It's a new age for Fay Haven. Gremson makes a short speech where he declares that his first action as chieftain will be to take care of the witch and hag problem.
4: Not sure I like these uh, decisions, but I'm not chieftain.
0: Yeah, and you are a witch doctor, so, you know, there is that. You will have your doctorate, so... <laughs> And you guys know that Guarians don't like witches, but you do come across different than what they view as a witch. Mm. And I didn't want to roleplay every Guarian hating you because you're a witch. So people start parting. The ceremony is over. You're politely asked to leave the dragon compound. And outside the gates, Akimbo is waiting for you.
4: Let us go see Akimbo, Captain Akimbo.
0: I see ya, Ink, mate. Akimbo looks amazing. (laughs) He is covered head to toe in elaborate dragon tattoos, which shine with power if you were to detect magic. His sword, broken, as it's called, is nowhere to be seen. And instead, he has an impressive looking flambard hanging from his back. You have restored my honor. And for that, I thank you. I will never forget what you've done for me. We wouldn't still be here if it wasn't for you and your leadership, Akimbo.
4: Well, I don't know about leadership, but yes, he's very important cog in machine. Oh, the feeling's mutual. <laughs> you, do, you did great work, though, Akimbo. We, we have many thanks for you as well. I feel like we are totally best friends forever. <laughs> uh, maybe, yes.
0: Best friends.
4: A glorious day, Akimbo. Uh, what, what, what will you do now with your new uh, powers and your new tattoos?
0: I have the honor of fighting against the witches and hags with Gremson. <laughs> I must join the meeting inside. But you know fight Crick, no? You are the one witch I will forever tolerate. Oh,
4: you have a special place in heart for me, too.
0: <laughs> I hope to see you again. Truly.
4: Indeed. Is this to be it for now? I'm sure we will see each other again. Ah, Excellent, Akimbo. Pat him once on the back.
0: Ow! Oh. Well, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fresh tattoo. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and just gives a manly handshake to Akimbo and looks him square in the eye and nods. Yeah, he Sorry. nods back.
1: Travis kind of gets a little teary-eyed because he's seen him go through all his whole adventure and change, and to see him now exactly where he wants to be, where he he was trying to get back to. He's, he's teary-eyed, so he runs up and gives Akimbo a big hug.
0: Nice. So you see Akimbo enter the gates of the inner Bailey. Well, he obviously returns that hug. <laughs> he embraces you deeply, maybe too deeply. <laughs> and you and Akimbo takes his leave. He enters the gates of the inner Bailey, and instead of that mockery displayed to him when you guys first entered, way back when you saw them kind of scoff and be like, Haha, "Look at that jerk." Instead, it's fists to hearts and salute, and they immediately let him in with respect. There goes our boat captain. (laughs) Captain Crocodile Fighter Akimbo. That
4: he was. Gondolier.
0: The finest (laughs) boat captain I've ever seen. Gondolier Captain Akimbo. Good man. (laughs) In another part of the world, in a dark room with horns and chained up women, Echo is admiring his latest toy. A new beautiful human female has arrived for his deranged pleasures. If you want to learn more about Echo in his room, check out our Tales episode. Episode 12. A flash of light appears behind him and its nitral halyard. Echo, cease your inevitable war with Tenebris, yes. We need the five powers to unite to face this coming doom, yes. Echo, through his latest new toy, replies to Nitral. Kalam is powerful enough to deal with whatever doom you see forecoming, Elf. Every time we purge the weak from this world, we'll be stronger than ever. And then Echo tries to cast a spell, but Nitral is faster. Infinity Temples!
3: Yes!
0: And a magical sphere instantly covers the entire room, and time ceases for everyone except for Nitral. All the women and Echo are frozen in their last positions before the spell. Time stops. You will doom us all, yes. Maybe it is you who is the doom, yes. We will be seeing each other again in due time.
1: Balagbaga!
0: It disappears. End of chapter one. Woof, that was alright. I knew he was an elf with them pointy ears. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 We can't end season one yet. Yeah. And is what the hell is up with this gnome stuff? <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta know. It's been a whole season night.
3: Right, so.
0: Oh, we're gonna do an end of chapter backstory?
3: We're leaving the uh, the Bailey there, right? It's just us blokes. Yeah, yeah. you guys I, I are com- still at the
0: Bailey. We yeah. yeah. just walked away. Yeah,
3: let's go. All
0: right, all Uh, right. We all want to know what this is.
3: Look, look, you listen here, all right? None of this goes past the three of us, all right? No one, no one is to be told any of this. Stays between us. Who would we tell? I don't know. I'm just sayings. Anyway, back in Betchland. (laughs) during my recovery, innit? I was visited by this tiny nugget of a man. I'd never seen anything like it, mind. Never even heard of a gnome before. He was a physica of sorts. Anyways, during his examination of me, he checked my wounds, asked me questions on where I hurt the usual, excepting he wouldn't shut his gob. Made little notes on his scroll, looked me up and down with his unusual spectacles. Then... Instructed, I turn around and drop trowel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I thought this was where this was going. I was hesitant. I didn't know what he was getting at. But it was a strange moment in my life. Finding myself in this place with this nugget man. And they hadn't seen me harm. So I proceeded, none the wiser. The Nelmish doctor told me to cough. <laughs> <laughs> That's rather odd, I'm thinking to myself before I could complete me thought, the bugger jammed his finger up me arsehole, innit?
0: <laughs> Did he wriggle it?
3: It wasn't just his wiggly finger in the end.
0: <laughs> it was his whole
3: damned end. It ended up me arse after the commotion, me bucking around like a wild horse gone mad. I wasn't ready for such an intrusion of me nethers, damn it all. Now oh, don't look at me like that. No man's a tiny, it can happen to anyone. Needless to say, was none too pleased. I roared at this little nugget-sized doctor and he fled the room. Once I covered my bits and bobs and collected myself, I sent in a nurse, told me something about internal blooding, I don't know, but I'd be okay. Anyways, they finished patching me up. They let me loose on the town. I meandered through this very strange place of bitchland with an odd new walking gait, mind you, thanks to jock fingers. <laughs> Overwhelmed in a new land and time apparently And we're seeing these little these little boggers all over the place Offering me dodgy wares for sale Offering me tinkering services, massages, you name it <laughs> They'd be grabbing at me with their grubby little paws Their fingers waggling about, unsettling it was I kept spinning round and round, kicking at these monsters Yelling away, away with you not have it said that Enders Madronus of Grislania allows his nethers to be probed by incredibly small fingers or any other. <laughs> 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 it was my turn to flee. I barked at anyone that got near and stumbled me way out of the town proper. Somewhere I could get some quiet and collect me thoughts. And, uh... Well, that's enough for now. You get the bloody prick, and you now fuck off with it.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's how you end a chapter. <laughs> I mean, Enders, uh, this is terrible story. But these not all
3: gnomes. This terrible doctor. You don't know what it's like to be probed, not only in the anus by a gnome, but in your brain too. Uh,
4: okay, yes, you are correct. I do not know
0: it's called Mind Probe. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny.
4: The fact that I had this all... I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh,
2: jeez.
4: Okay. Friends, let us get the drink, yes? Um, yeah. Let's, let's,
1: let's finish this one off with a drink.
3: <laughs> a pint sounds great to me. Yeah, Thank you very
0: it's much. It's still early, but it's five o'clock somewhere. And you guys head back to the Sly Fox... And that's the end of chapter one, ladies and gentlemen. If you have listened this far, thank you very, very, very much. Thanks to everyone who has just done anything for us, liking, subscribing. Thank you, Jameson, our number one fan. And yeah, we have big plans for chapter two. We expect to get better. We hope you guys notice us getting better. We're starting to feel really good about this podcast. And we are super pumped to get Chapter 2 going and produce more episodes for you guys and a couple more Tales episodes. I'm not going to lie, those Tales ones get weird. So uh, (laughs) we hope you enjoy that as well. And just let us know. We'll do more weird ones. But Adventures in Novus, it's going to keep on going. We are here. We just enjoy this, doing it with each other. And so that in itself is a win. And any of you that are listening, we just really appreciate that you're on this journey with us. And yeah. That's really all I have to say, unless uh, one of you guys has anything left to say. Cheers to our fans. Much appreciated. Na It is. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> this has been a true fucking storm. Yeah. So later, guys. See you in chapter two.
2: Bye.